Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast. July 16th, 2016. Brought to you by DraftBeast.com. As I was saying when I was muted, uh, I was enjoying my, my evening off by taking an NXT live event with my fiance. And as soon as we sat in our seats, we got news from our, our good team here at Fightful.com that Brock Lesnar had been notified of a potential United States anti-doping agency violation. It, it, now, this, this situation, you're going to be one of two types of people. There, there are gr- a group of people that thought that maybe he was the exception to every rule. Maybe he was just that genetic freak. And there are a lot of facts that have yet to come to light. Maybe he was just a genetic freak that could keep that up at his age and you know, even, even before then. And then there are those who thought, yeah, that guy's on some shit. And there are plenty of people that have said that for a long time. But, you know, really the majority in which I've seen just thought he was that genetic freak. We don't know what the substance is. Uh, We do know that it's not a recreational drug. We know that because recreational drugs are only tested in competition in UFC. What is in competition? In competition is within 12 hours before or after his fight. So it's not like cocaine. It's not marijuana. It's nothing of that sort. The reason for that is the UFC and USADA do not want to be vice cops. That's why John Jones, when he failed for uh, cocaine about a month before his fight with Daniel Cormier, nothing happened outside of a UFC slap on the wrist. The reason is the Athletic Commission, and in this case USADA, doesn't really have the grounds to test for recreational drugs. Um, so John Jones could have actually sued whoever tested him for that, but he didn't. So we know that this isn't a recreational thing from Brock Lesnar. Now, what we now this is this is where it gets tricky. It's always tricky now with USADA and with drug tests in general. A lot of things are changing. A lot of things changed since Brock Lesnar was first around as well. We saw over the past year, we saw the likes of Kimbo Slice, Ken Shamrock, uh, people like that fail drug tests. Ken Shamrock knew he was showing up for one payday 
and he got that payday. Could that have been a situation with Brock Lesnar? Sure, perhaps. And, you know, he could have known, well, you know, when by the time they find out, WWE finds out, I only have to serve a 30-day suspension anyway, which is another wrinkle in, in this, this game plan. There's so much to this story. We still don't know the substance. Also, we don't know for sure that it's it's legit because there have been two cases for USADA this year. Uh, in the case of Yoel Romero and the case of uh, Tim Means, UFC fighters um, that failed USADA tests and then later were exonerated to a bit of a degree by the fact that they had taken tainted supplements. Let me make sure that my audio is on. Okay, yeah. Somebody said my audio was off. It's not. Anyway, Tim Means, Joel Romero, they tested positive, but they proved that they had taken ingested tainted supplements. Supplements that were supposed to be approved, but, you know, when everything's made in the same lab, you're going to have some cross-contamination, things like that. Um, I'm not saying that's the case. It could be the case. Um WWE should probably hope that's the case. Now WWE can do a couple of things and we'll we'll get it we'll get into that in a second. But that's not out of the, the realm of possibility. Yoel Romero is a guy that is suspect. If you look at him, Google Yoel Romero. He's a, a Cuban wrestler. I believe he competed in the Olympics. A UFC title contender, by all means, should be uh, at this point. Very suspect uh physique at his age. Tested positive. Everybody was like, well, that's no surprise. Then proved that it was a tainted supplement. I'm not saying that's the case with Brock Lesnar. It very well could be. the. You can't rule it out. I'll say that. You can't rule it out. Now, if this is the case, if this happened, you got to blame the UFC. You got to blame USADA. You got to blame Brock Lesnar. That's if this is real. Because Brock Lesnar, you know, probably pulled one over on people. And USADA has to be quicker, has to be quicker at this. This test was administered um, June 28th. June 28th. Brock Lesnar fought on a week and a half later on July 9th. They got the results back July 14th. That's two weeks. John Jones was about the same length. You gotta, if the UFC is paying for this, well, let's expedite this shit. Let's make it work. Um, Mark Hunt isn't happy about this, as he shouldn't be. He called this. He knew it was going to happen. Um, somebody says WWE will slap a 30-day on him next week, so it will be meaningless. Hey, that's their policy. That's their policy. They've stuck to it. Cool. So Mark Hunt, who got mollywopped by my by, – uh, Brock Lesnar, somebody says language. Hey, this is the internet, guys. We don't have the FCC. Um, He is not happy. He says, the cheaters get a slap on the wrist and walk off. What penalty or deterrent is there to make them think twice? Nothing. Well, in this case, there is something. There is a possible two-year suspension. Now, what that means for Brock Lesnar, probably jack shit. Probably not anything. Roy Nelson said, uh, responded to the tweet and, or responded to it and said, they say they're cleaning up the sport and this is the third time I've had to fight with a cheater. Roy Nelson hasn't had to fight with uh, 
Roy Nelson doesn't really, you know, Roy Nelson's looking for any excuse that he can. Um, Hunt said that he was not surprised, and he he wants money. He wants money for for taking that fight, as he should, because you you know what can't be taken back. Maybe some of Brock's money can be taken back, but what can't be taken back are the 100 plus punches from the the 5x glove wearing Brock Lesnar that drilled into the side of the head of Mark Hunt. He ain't getting that back. Whatever damage that did to him might not do anything. Somebody says, where's Russo? Uh, Russo is on our midweek shows. He got eviscerated and destroyed in a mock draft by me yesterday. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. Vince Russo is trying to make crazy trades with me. You know, Vince gets on there and he says, I don't want Sami Zayn. Vince Russo is a Sami Zayn fan. I think he's doing it as a gimmick to rile you all up because I offered him a very good trade for Sami Zayn. And he's trying to hardball me. So somebody says he's still putting up his blinds. Yeah, probably. Um, keep, a, keep a look out on Fightful.com for our columns. Um, this weekend where we we destroy each other's picks and set up our own WrestleMania cards based on our picks. WWE issued a statement over Brock Lesnar's potential USADA violation, and they said, Brock Lesnar has not performed for WWE since WrestleMania and is not scheduled to return until Sunday, August 21st. That's another important part of this. A lot of people are like, well, WWE's drug testing doesn't work. Worked on Roman Reigns, so there's that. Um, Everybody that I speak to whether on the record or off the record, at least speaks that WWE's drug test is legit. They don't pick or choose anything like that. Now, it's very possible that Brock Lesnar, after WrestleMania, said, okay, I'm going to fight again. I better take some stuff because, gosh, that was three and a half months ago now. Yeah, three and a half months ago. Somebody says, in other words, WWE is pointing the finger at someone else and running away. Who the hell should they point the finger at? They didn't give him any PEDs. WWE should – that's the one of the points of the wellness policy is to – they accept their share of the responsibility, and uh, they point the finger at the person who violates it. Well, what the hell does WWE have to do with this? He has not wrestled for them since WrestleMania. There's, they are not at fault for the situation. They didn't, uh, they, I don't know what they could have done wrong unless Triple H and Vince McMahon drove him to like Balco or something. Uh, I don't even know if they're still around. If they called up Victor Conte and were like, Hey buddy, let, let's get, let's get Brock Lesnar some shit. And I doubt that happened. Uh, let me pull up this statement here. Uh, this, this USADA statement. But yeah, USADA's got to be a little quicker on the trigger than this. If these tests cost this much, some stuff has to be done. Also, there, there was the uh, there was the test. Somebody says, agreed, but if he's been tested by them during this time and not failed, it doesn't look too good for him. He didn't have to take it when he's there. Brock Lesnar surely is smart enough. I and mean, he's not he's not looking like that without some sort of Help. I'm not saying steroids or PEDs, but he probably knows how to cycle on and off stuff. And if he does, doesn't, then he can afford somebody that knows how. 
Um, yeah, and, and who's to say that he has been? Maybe he hasn't been drug tested. I don't know. Because, uh, you know, you remember CM Punk asking Triple H if he was taking a drug test. So who knows? I don't know. I've, I've never been explicitly told Brock Lesnar has been drug tested behind the scenes at WWE. I, you know, they that's kept pretty well under wraps. Now, every former WWE wrestler that I speak to, I do ask them, at least off the record, about the drug test. I ask them about the drug test and a couple other things that I don't need to to reveal. But, you know, if, if it becomes pertinent to a story like this, I will. But every single one of them, even the bitter ones, have spoke to uh, that, that drug testing policy. So I can't tear them apart over that. Here's the UFC statement. The UFC organization was notified today that, the, that USADA has informed Brock Lesnar of a potential anti-doping policy violation stemming from an out-of-competition sample collection on June 28, 2016. USADA, uh, testing, uh, USADA received the testing results from the June 28 sample collection from the WADA-accredited UCLA Olympic Analytical Laboratory on the evening of July 14, 2016. USADA, the inter- – okay, I don't need to go through this. USADA's handling their shit. Brock Lesnar will be entitled to a hearing. Don't know how that's going to go. I think John Jones's is Monday. So we're going to find out a lot about John Jones Monday. And apparently he tested positive for estrogen blockers, which are used to uh, prevent side effects like gynecomastia. I, I think that's how you uh, – commonly referred to as bitch tits, my friends. Uh, it's used to prevent that when you're coming off of a cycle of PEDs. Uh, so that's what allegedly, according to Rashad Evans and Chael Sonnen, that John Jones popped for. Also, if you haven't looked at our MMA section on Fightful.com, there is a crazy ass story that Chael Sonnen told about John Jones, um, apparently early last year, hiding under a ring at Jackson Winklejohn uh, from USADA before they had to tell them. Uh, <laughs> where they were at all times uh, and apparently hit under the ring all day. That story is up there. You'll have to scroll down a little bit to check it out. Also, guys, we're still going to talk Lesnar and stuff like that. I've got a lot of exclusive stories on Bellator MMA. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Michael Venom Page. If you give a single – if you like to watch people get hit in the face in any form or fashion, you need to look up Michael Venom Page's highlights. He's fighting for Bellator tomorrow. I interviewed him. He's facing uh, Cyborg's ex-husband, who is also nicknamed Cyborg. He's unbelievable. And I got to speak to him. He spoke about – he did a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin-inspired promo on, uh, on Arrival recently. Talked to him about that, if he'd be interested in wrestling. But, yeah, the, this Lesnar thing, guys. His 30 days would be up before SummerSlam if – he violated a wellness policy. Now, if USADA did pop him for this, I would almost think that he would be obligated to be suspended. If not, and I'm Billy Gunn, I'm really pissed off because Billy Gunn never failed one of WWE's drug tests or wellness tests. He competed in a weightlifting competition independent of the WWE and failed their drug test. And then the the WWE fired him because of that. So if Brock Lesnar is guilty of this, and 
maybe they'll wait and give him a hearing. But here's the issue with that. If Brock Lesnar gets a hearing, it'll probably be closer to SummerSlam. It probably won't be after SummerSlam. So if he is found guilty, he'll have to – well, he won't have to, but they would almost seem obliged to start that 30 days then, right? And that would last through SummerSlam. Lots of moving parts here. We're going to get more information on this. Uh, A big thanks to – Fightful.com team members, Carlos and Ryan, for for getting those stories out because I always joke that stuff like this happens on my day off, and this was no exception. So tomorrow is going to be an interesting day. Also, did you all see Paul Heyman, like, insinuating that Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker in a shoot at WrestleMania? No, he gave him a concussion. That happened. But good for good for Paul Heyman. I hear I hear that those those one man shows are doing awesome in England. So I attended this NXT event. Also, I'll be taking your questions about about Brock Lesnar as well. NXT was pretty fun, guys. Uh, my fiance and I we love going to NXT events. We go to the Arnold the Arnold Classic in Columbus every year. Lots of fun there. I go there and get a bunch of pictures for the site. They got a bunch of rules at these NXT shows. You can't have long lens cameras, so I didn't get any pictures for the site. That's a bummer. Um, But the show was very good. Very good. Uh, Believe it or not, Angelo Dawkins got a win over Andrade Cien Almas. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but Angelo Dawkins was over huge with that crowd. Probably maybe... You know, top five guy over with that crowd because he's from Cincinnati. So it's right across the river, uh, and he got the win. That was cool to see. He throws one hell of a spear, you guys. That was cool. Finn Balor answered the challenge of Bobby Roode, who, uh, you know what, I I don't think he was advertised online for the event, but he was on, like, the posters and stuff. Finn Balor beat Bobby Roode. If you've seen one Finn Balor match, you've probably seen them all. But this was still very cool because Finn Balor incredibly over Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode cut like a Rick Roode promo. That that was fun too. I really like that. What else did they have? Uh, the crowd loved Alexa Bliss. Um, poor Blake. He came. Somebody asked what I thought of Roode's theme. It's awesome. I don't know if there's a copy online yet, but it, it sounds like like Queen. It's incredible. The theme is is great. Uh, the theme is really, really great. Um, somebody, uh, somebody says Sean is a brother Nero. Not even going to dignify that with a response. Somebody says it's up on the NXT Twitter. What's up on the NXT Twitter? Oh, the the Bobby Roode theme. Yeah, it kicks ass, guys. So the main event started, and it was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe, or it was supposed to be. Samoa Joe came out, and th- this event was right across the river from Cincinnati in, in Kentucky. And he said that Kentucky is so bad, and they were so embarrassed to be here that they had to say that the event was in Cincinnati, which got cheers from the crowd because it's true. It's true. Um Somebody said they didn't expect me to call them out for calling me a brother Nero. Yeah, well, I'm riding solo, guys. Nakamura's theme, is it great live? Hell yeah, it's great live. So anyway, Dash and Dawson come out and start kicking the shit out of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Pardon my French. And American Alpha make the save. 
Boy, this was fun. We got a six-man tag. It was Nakamura and American Alpha against the Revival and Samoa Joe. And I was actually, I was kind of happy for that because I know I'm going to get to see Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. I know that's happening. So, you know, I would have loved to have seen that live, but I would rather see something that I know that I probably won't see in the future. And I won't get to see the six-man tag anytime soon, I would imagine. Asuka versus Alexa Bliss. I said that Alexa Bliss had improved a lot, and somebody sent me a DM and said, your stick is getting old. Go to hell. Alexa Bliss has improved so much over the last year, especially, since she's adopted the new persona. She really took a page out of Emma's book. Um, I thought that that was really, 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 really indicative in that match against, I think, Carmella and Nia Jax. Because individually, neither one of those three women have shown you like any like big flashes of brilliance as it pertains to end ring. But I thought that match was really good. Asuka was really over as well. She won. Uh, fun event overall. Hideo Itami was there. His match with Blake wasn't that good. They tore Blake to shreds. There was a unique chant. Uh, Murphy's better. Cena sucks. That was cool. Um Blake has tassels on his boots. There was a Bailey wants her boots back chant. And, of course, the Where's Alexa chant. Hideo Tommy won. Some fun stuff. I mean, it wasn't like a great show or anything like that, but it was a fun show. I enjoyed it. Uh, Kota Ibushi signed with WWE, and it seems like Grand Metallic did as well. Also, I've been told pretty explicitly Cedric Alexander signing too. Which is, you know, fitting. And I was told this before the the match with Ibushi anyway, but the crowd was apparently chanting, please sign Cedric. I was told by several people that the Cedric Alexander Kota Ibushi match at the Cruiserweight Classic was the greatest match at full sale ever. Now that's saying a lot. Uh that that remains to be seen. I guess we'll find out. Somebody says word is also Saber Jr. and Tazawa. I don't know. Uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten to watch Sazawa much. I've, you know, he's fantastic, but uh, Zach Saber Jr. is incredible. Uh, send me some questions, you guys. It's late. It's almost one a.m., but whatever. Somebody asked who I liked more, Ra- uh, Wrestling Inc. Raj or Bix? I like them both. Um, would Laparka be a good UFC fighter? Well, if uh, him punching that fan in the face is any indication, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he could fight Punk. Probably, probably be in the same weight class. Somebody says, uh, "What surprises are you expecting on the draft?" Um, and will Nakamura or Joe be drafted? I would think so because. I don't know if y'all have been watching these Raws lately, but they're really shallow, really thin. And I don't want to think about these shows, these two shows, with half the amount of talent that are currently on there. Oh, somebody says, who does Raw pick number one? I don't know. It depends on uh, somebody says, stop asking about iTunes. Okay, I'm going to address this Oh, one more time, which is funny because probably the people that give a shit about iTunes probably aren't listening. We are still figuring out podcast solutions. The site isn't even done, like nowhere near done. We're, we're working really, really hard throughout next week to get the site done. Uh, we have a team, our tech team, working on it. 
And podcast solutions is another thing. Uh, I'm pushing to get us on iTunes. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. The idea for many of the podcasts and like the Vince Russo stuff and some of our exclusives will be uh, a premium service, but it's a free premium service. You will, nothing will cost any money at Fightful.com. You just register, you get access. Pretty simple, right? Somebody says, can you put these things? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Things in SoundCloud is an audio. I don't know. Go to mp3 and you can download any video. That's how I used to transfer the files over. MP3 Fiber lets you do like over 20 minute files. There's, there's my secret, you guys. Somebody asks if Reigns gets double pinned at Battleground. Now, that would make a lot of sense. A double pin at Battleground would make a lot of sense because you have to establish two titles, right? And you don't want to make one title look lesser than the other. If I'm WWE, I bring back one of the old titles. And I'm not talking about the big gold belt because that has already been, it's already been, you know, put on that lower level in the past. WWE has already done that where they make that title seem not as important. If they brought back that beautiful championship that like Bret Hart held and Shawn Michaels held, I think that would be like an an immediate impact. And, you know, it has a very positive connotation to it. Uh, The great Sid, Psycho Sid held that title. I mean. What are the questions you all got? Maybe Reigns will win at Battleground, then he goes to celebrate with RVD and gets busted like RVD got. Maybe. I, you know, well, here's the thing. Under the wellness policy, weed isn't a suspension, but uh, those guys had some mo shit with them, if you know what I mean. They had some stuff with them. Is SmackDown's GM going to be Daniel Bryan? Yes, I think so, and I think WWE leaked that information on purpose, as they should have. Because you'll have maybe some alienated Daniel Bryan fans that decide to tune in now. By the way, I had somebody comment on my uh, my new marker board. Wait, that's that would be over here, I think. Yeah. It's not showing up, so I got to take it back and get another chalkboard or at least get some more chalk. Bummer. Yeah, I totally pointed the wrong way. Um People ask who's going to be the the GM of Raw. If it's Triple H, God help us. God help us. Who would be a better signing for WWE, Kenny Omega or Ricochet? I'll say Kenny Omega for one reason. Because if he comes, that probably means the Young Bucks are coming. Yeah. Somebody says, get a TV screen. You know what's funny? In this room, I have one, two, three, like five different screens. I have my two monitors. I have a 55-inch TV that I can't just move back there. And I have a couple of laptops that I'm able to work on, too. We got, like, like people come over here, and they're surprised. They think, you know, it's just like a one little laptop thing. No. 
I got Zordon ready to pop up out of the middle of my room and give me missions to like beat up silly putties or the putty army or Rita and Lord Zed or whatever the hell their name is. Lots of stuff. Somebody says six chairs, five screens, whiteboards. I have I have one, two, three, four, five seats in here. Five seats. I have some people over for UFC shows sometimes. How was Alexa Bliss's match? Alexa Bliss's match was actually very, very good. Uh, it's hard to have a bad match with Asuka. But, I mean, it, it, Alexa Bliss has gotten really good. Somebody says, Kenny Omega wouldn't leave without the Bucks. He seemed very set on coming to the WWE with the Young Bucks in that interview, in which I posted on Fightful.com, my friends. So check that out. Also, subscribe to this YouTube page if you haven't already. Do that. Go to uh, the website, Fightful.com. Register. You can post comments. We have a lot of people saying, when can we post comments? You can now. Just go there, log in, register. If uh, the board isn't working the way that you like it, send us send us some feedback. Like I said, the site is not done. There's a lot of stuff to add to it. Um, lots of stuff going on. I keep getting asked if Stone Cold is going to come back. That ain't happening. He's got a show to film. He just got renewed for another season. He's not going – I mean, not like not just in a wrestling thing, but in a GM thing. That's not happening. Interesting, though, don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but Mick Foley was at the NXT event tonight, but he didn't appear at the NXT event. He was just, like, peeking through the curtain, and I saw him chatting with uh, Bailey a little bit. So, yeah, he was there. Thank you to the people that came up and said hi and talked a little trash with me and told me that they liked the site. Got to meet some of our uh, good viewers, readers, followers. That was cool. Somebody says WWE needs some Broomega. Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega is just unbelievable. Mick Foley was there, maybe there with his daughter. I, don't, I didn't see Noel there at all, um, so I'm not sure. Will we get the yearly draft again? If this sticks around, then yeah, I, I don't see why not. They got to freshen stuff up, right? I mean, they could always do the thing. It could be this. It could be the draft, but with you know different implications. Maybe it's an NXT draft where they each draft somebody from that NXT roster. Lots of stuff they could do there. Lots of stuff, guys. Looks like that's all we got. Um, I will have columns up this weekend. Me and Vince Russo, head-to-head, our cards. You all better vote for me because my card is way better. Actually, before before I go, I'm going to take a look at these rosters. For those of you who missed our draft special yesterday, got high marks from our owner, James, by the way. I say our owner like we're slaves. Our site owner, James. Uh, We are not indentured servants. That I assure you. Also, thanks for uh, Mike. Thanks to Mikey Garcia for showing the website some love for uh, our story about him coming out of retirement. Here are my picks, and you know Vince gave me all the crap. Uh, uh you bro, you you catering towards a niche, bro, bro. Uh, what, bro? Yeah, because I got some guys for the future that can actually wrestle and have some charisma. Okay, here. Plus, my first two picks were John Cena and Roman Reigns. How am I catering towards the niche? Yeah, I will threaten you for votes. Absolutely. Okay. 
Here are my picks. John Cena, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, The New Day. I'll have you know that Vince Russo threw a fit and cried when I tried to pick the club with AJ Styles. So there's that. Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Sasha Banks. I have somebody saying that I look good until I started picking the NXT guys way too early. Oh, really? Really? Because Vince took Baron Corbin at number nine and Nikki Bella at number 10. Okay, the rest of my picks. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, American Alpha, Alberto Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, the Dudley Boys. I took Ciampa and Gargano as a team. Apollo Crews, Alexa Bliss, Lucha Dragons, Carmella, Austin Aries, Natalia, Big Show, Andrade, Cien, Almas. So it got thin. Got thin through there. My supplemental picks, in which Russo again, he cried about. Bro, I got to be honest with you. But he called me. He was ready. He called my phone to talk trash to me about it as I'm walking into NXT today. My supplemental picks were Emma, Dana Brooke, who I didn't want. Rosa Mendez. Yeah, I cheated you, Vince. I got Rosa Mendez. Uh, that's a coup. Alicia Fox, The Revival, Kane, Brizongo, Golden Truth, Blake, and Ty Dillinger. Here are Vince's picks. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, The Wyatt Family. So we got four guys there. That was a good pick at number three. Enzo and Cass took them right from underneath me. Charlotte. Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, Rusev with Lana, you to get the managers. And this is where it all fell apart for him. This is where it all fell apart for him. Baron Corbin, Nikki Bella, the club, who I tried to acquire in a trade for him, which I'll tell you about soon. Paige, the Miz with Maurice, Cesaro, Asuka. I thought Asuka was a great value at 15. Titus O'Neil. He took Sami Zayn. And the reason why he got Sami Zayn that late and at all is because I thought that he wasn't going to take Sami Zayn at all. So I was just going to take him at 25. Didn't get that lucky. Number 18, the VOD villains. Here's where it fell. At number 19. At number 19, former WWE, WCW, and TNA writer Vince Russo selects Eva Marie. Eva Marie. Eva Marie. There is no error on this recording. Eva Marie. At number 19. He said it's because she's hot and she equals ratings. Well, you know who I took at 19 because of that? I took Alexa Bliss because she can wrestle. She's hot. You know, I just one-upped him. He then took Hideo Itami, Nia Jax. At 22, he selected the social outcasts. The social outcasts. 23, Neville. 24, Sheamus. At 25, he got Darren Young with Bob Backlund. I thought that was actually a steal. I thought Bob... What did you all think about Darren Young on Raw? That was something that I found pretty surprising. Those vignettes apparently worked. Uh, I liked that. The, the crowd showed him a lot of respect. He's been through a lot. Um, the, the stop and start with tag teams and the ACL injury, good for him. Good for him. Uh, I think the Bob Backlund stuff has been fun. 
Also, I hope that his gimmick is that he keeps winning by fluke. I don't want him to be incompetent in the ring, but I hope that his gimmick is that like he just wins by weird methods. Vince's supplemental picks. Summer Rae, Naomi, Tamina, the Hype Bros, Jack Swagger, the Usos, the Shining Stars, the Ascension, and Murphy. So he got Zack Ryder, Jack Swagger, the Usos out of his supplemental pick. I think those are fine. So here's what here's what I tried. And it's not over yet, guys. We are doing columns. We're going to explain our picks, tear each other's picks, and put together a card, a WrestleMania. Here's the pick. Here's the trade that I proposed to him and why I proposed it to him. You know how Vince is always saying, you know, bro, bro, the internet, bro, these guys from Japan, bro. So I was like, okay, for Sami Zayn, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows, and throw in Summer Rae, I will trade you, you boys, the Dudley boys, Dolph Ziggler, and Carmella. Because he's friends with the Dudley boys. I thought maybe he'd want to have something to do with him. He liked the Dolph Ziggler pick, sure. And I threw in Carmella because he has Enzo and Cass. He's got the club. Somebody says he's got the club and the Wyatts, which is epic. He's got Gallows and Anderson. I've got Balor and Styles, buddy. Who's leading those guys? I don't know. He responded with, I want some of what you're smoking. Well, well then. Yeah. Then he tried to trade me, I think it was Sami Zayn for Alberto Del Rio and Carmella. Can you believe that? Mm. Mm-mm. Vince, get real, buddy. That, that trade deadline, it's, it's ticking down. It's ticking down. Somebody says it seems like a bad trade for him. Maybe it is. Maybe that's why I offered it to him. Somebody says you tried to fleece him. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I didn't just pick NXT guys. I picked guys that have had exposure elsewhere. I picked Samoa Joe. I did pick a couple of NXT guys. I picked Nakamura because he's special. Also, Vince is running Raw. Vince is running Raw. I'm running SmackDown. I'm running a two-hour show. Roman Reigns don't got to cut 10-minute promos on my show. Neither does Nakamura. But his guys do. I can get away with that. You know. And, he, you know, he's trying to fleece me on these deals. And he's like, you want, you want the cab driver so bad? Actual text from Vince Russo said that. You wanted the cab driver so bad. We'll see, Vince. We'll see, Vince. Guys, we are back Monday night. Myself and Rob McCarron. Please subscribe to the page. Please visit Fightful.com. Share all of our stories. Share them all. I've got lots of exclusives coming up. Lots of them. Got you some exclusives about Ring of Honor. They don't want some people to talk to them. There's reasons for that. They're being a little more selective about interviews that they give out. I'll just tell you now. So Ring of Honor got a little pissy about an interviewer, not me, repeatedly asking Moose, when you go into WWE, when you go into WWE, when you go into WWE. This happened a while back. So they got a new they, – they, they're starting to work with somebody who a little more – they're being a little more protective over who their guys give interviews to. 
that's why you probably didn't see as much promotion, as many interviews for their uh, their last pay-per-view because it was, it was leading into that. Um, I was told this by several talents. Now, if talents like – say – and I'm just throwing this name out there. Say if Jay Lethal and I were friends and he were like, hey – and I, I was like, hey, Jay, can you do an interview? And he was like, sure, yeah, sure, let's do it. He would not get in any trouble for that. They, Ring of Honor is not punishing anybody for that. Uh, but the interviews that go through them, they, be, they are being a little more picky. And I see why. I know the interview in question. I'm not going to call them out. But the whole interview was just like, when you leaving? When you leaving from Ring of Honor? When you leaving? And this is an interview that Ring of Honor set up. Come on now. Bellator sets me up with interviews all the time. So, like, if, you know, I interviewed Michael Page ahead of his fight tomorrow night. Could you imagine? And Bellator's on the line the whole time. That's the way these things work. They connect you with the call. They connect you with the call. Somebody says, not breaking news. Yeah, it is breaking news, buddy. Um, Where else was it? Somebody said they announced it way earlier. Announced what? Anyway. Um, if I were to just say to Michael Page while Bellator's on the line, hey, when you go into the UFC, when are you leaving Bellator? Uh, it's kind of weird. It, it, interviews in pro wrestling and MMA are give and take. We get content, they get exposure and promotion. That's just the way it is. They'll, sometimes they'll contact us, sometimes we contact them, sometimes we contact the wrestlers uh, independently, sometimes the wrestlers' agents or managers contact us. Um, yeah. Somebody says, you got that nice wall. Is that gray? No, it's green. I'll tell you all a story about this wall since I'm out here BSing. This house has been in my family for 15 years. I bought it from uh, my family five years ago. This room was never used before last September. It was a child's room and it had NASCAR wallpaper all over it. If you go back and look at some of the early Wrestling Inc. podcasts, it's still up. When I got the sponsorship with uh, on it, I was like, that shit's got to go. Somebody says, hey, Sean, you're revealing, are you reviewing Bellator tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I am. I don't know if I'm doing live coverage, but I'm absolutely reviewing it. Uh, Paul Daly's fighting. Matt Mitriona's fighting. MVP is fighting. Really excited about that. Uh, okay, so people keep asking me about the Matt Hardy thing. I asked Matt Hardy for an interview, and he said to me – he, you know, he shot me down. You all saw the tweet, I'm sure. And then the next day, he called my phone, my phone, and he said, he left a voicemail, and I hate voicemails, but he left me a voicemail, and he said, hello, I hope your afternoon is full of desolation. Goodbye. And that was it. And then, I wish I was working you all with this, but no, he's, and when I talked to Shane Helms, he he said, here's where people get it wrong. This is the real Matt Hardy. The baby face, happy, smiling, being nice to everybody, Matt Hardy was the word. Somebody says, why don't you put sponsors of this podcast on nice wallpaper on that wall? Hey, if they paid me enough, I would. That's what it comes down to, you guys. Dollars and cents. Somebody says, breaking news, LaParca is with WWE. If we could be so lucky. Somebody says Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo. God, I would love that fight. That would be a great fight. Um, but they got to go with uh, Conor McGregor. They got to go with McGregor and Aldo. But Holloway, 
Here, USC owes him something. How many fights do you want in a row? Let me look. This is a very loose podcast, very unprofessional of me, but whatever. You guys seem to be down with it, so cool. Max Holloway has won nine consecutive fights in the UFC. I don't know that anybody has ever won that many consecutive fights and not got a title shot. I'm pretty sure they haven't. He deserves it. He hasn't lost since the Conor McGregor fight, and he was, what, 21 then? 21. Somebody says, what I what did I think about Nakamura versus Finn? Very good match. I think if you've seen one Finn Balor match, you've seen them all. He really needs to switch some stuff up, but Nakamura is pretty amazing. And Finn Balor is super over, so that's cool. Also, another underrated guy. When we... Somebody says, when are, when are we seeing broken Sean Ross Sapp? If Fightful fires me, then you'll probably see it. Um, much like Max Holloway, you got a guy like Neil Magny, who has, I think, won 10 of his last 11. There you go. Somebody says, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, I think he would have had a title shot by now if he weren't hurt so much, and he deserves one. Uh, good thing that he took that fight. That that basically a tune-up fight because he needed that. Yeah, Khabib has won seven in a row, but he missed two years. So he, he would have gotten that title shot by now. Lots of lots of questions, lots of ridiculous questions, you guys. Um they will run back Aldo versus Connor. Come on, you know the UFC. Somebody has broken Eva Maria's money, it might be. Yeah, they will run back Connor and Aldo, and they'll do it for this reason. What's the worst that can happen for the UFC? Well, the worst that can happen is that Aldo beats the living shit out of Connor McGregor. And that just gives them an excuse to make a third fight because Connor McGregor already won one. Ferguson's decent too. Yeah, he is. Man, like I said, guys, you all have to watch that uh, Tony Ferguson Fanata fight. I just saw myself scratch my neck on the screen like I was. 1997 Kidman. Um, that Venata Tony Ferguson fight was unbelievable. It was great. You all have to check out the highlights on fightful.com. We have them posted. Somebody says, worst that can happen is Aldo literally kills McGregor. Yeah, that probably would be worse that could happen because then nobody wins. Guys, I'm headed out. Got to catch up on some work. Thank you so much for supporting the site. Fightful.com, visit it. Share the page with everybody. Let them know that that is your news source now. Let them know about this podcast. We're trying to build this. And if you guys wanted to stick around, visit the site. Share the pages. Let people know about us. Uh, we're trying not to give you, you know, the little, and, and I'm not harping on any other sites. We're trying not to give you the little 20-word stories. We put all that in a daily update for you. Not a daily update, but a, you know, an update. That way you don't have to click through 600 different pages to find out where Alberto Del Rio is going to sign at or, you know, all this stuff. We put that in a daily update so you all can check it out. Fight size updates, we call them. Lots of good news stories up there. Guys, thank you all so much. Fightful.com. Visit our sponsor, DraftBeast.com. Lots of cool stuff there. They have a game in which you try to draft the worst fantasy team something that I'm sure all of you do pretty naturally. Thank you guys so much. Take care. 
Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 